Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. And on that note, welcome back to Chat Your Own. I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hey, I'm Noodle. How you doing, Noodle? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm 40. That's how I'm doing. I'm 40. You're 40. I'm 40. And I Yay. feel 40 today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel every inch of my 40 years today. But like tomorrow, I might feel sprightly again. Sprightly. Sprightly. So 40, not, not sprightly. You don't have to do anything or be anything by 40, but if you don't feel sprightly, common. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I spent a lot of time like being, uh, having agita about turning 30, and then it was not a big deal, and 30 was like fine. And yeah. I just kind of decided not to have any agita about turning 40. And I don't. I just feel... Tired. I'm too tired to care. Right. Right. I'm yeah, too I, tired to like get worked up about being 40. I'm just yeah. like, cool, I'm 40. But I think my hair turned gray overnight, like way more than it had before. <laughs> like I suddenly, like it went from like, well, there was like a like grays and a little streaky to like, I am, I am, I am gray haired. And okay. You know what? Okay. I, I'm saying it makes me look smart. I have Ooh, wisdom. Yeah. Like, I do have wisdom. You do have wisdom. Um, so, yeah. That's good 40. to know. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the back of my head. If I wake up when I turn 40 and my gray that like hasn't changed in two and a half years is suddenly different, I won't be surprised. Like, you know what it I heard? Really, this might happen. It felt like last week it felt more prominent. Hmm. And maybe I just haven't like looked at myself in a mirror in a long time. False possible. But I was like, huh, prominent <laughs> grays. I'm like, Okay. I, I feel like we've talked about this a couple of times that I never, I'm never going to dye my hair again. Like I'm just never going to do it. I was, I was such a slave to the, to the dye box and to the hairdressers for so long. Uh, and I just, I don't want to do it. I know. I, yeah, I very, very much just don't have the energy to put up with it. Yeah. I just don't care that much. Like, well, I, you know, mate, that doesn't mean that I would not can change my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. I totally might. I also might enjoy the lightness of things to like dye my hair pink. What do you got now? Yes. You got freaking pink streaks. You right? finally have gray brunette that you can play with that without is... a $300 bleaching underneath. <laughs> well, that is nice. a very, very interesting point. Yes. Right? And I feel like that happens for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mike's Aunt Karen always has lovely purple hair um, from I when like she purple. went gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, that's a very good point. You know, for a long time, and I used to joke with my amazing hairdresser Kaylee in case Kaylee you're listening hi I miss you um I every time I would like see some grays I would like pull it out and then everyone around it so nobody got any ideas oh yeah here's a lesson to the rest of these um and she'd like stop doing that to your head please because you're gonna just accidentally end up totally bald uh and you know I stopped doing that and I think some of the reason that I have given up dyeing my hair so like confidently and aggressively it's because she moved away um so the idea right. of like building a new relationship with a new hairdresser and I said I was like just gonna let my get let myself be and it's fine it's fine it turns out it's fine fine right not that and there's anything wrong with dyeing your hair no or without uh, but there's definitely yeah the um you look old. You feel old. That people, are you old now? Do you want? You don't want anyone to think you're old. Chase youth until you die. I'm just too <laughs> fucking tired. I'd rather I, be tired for a few more years okay. than chase youth. I'm not. I'm not fast enough to chase youth anymore. As it turns out, I youth really. way faster than me. And I have transferred the hair, you know, obsession and thought to skincare instead, which in the long run is much healthier. That was a great reveal, like skincare. Yeah. That was like the opening to the show. Mm-hmm, like Serums. opening the show. Serums. Rainbows. <laughs> yes. That sounds nice. I wish I had some serums. And I, I think I think it's for, for the improvement overall of like the investment in skincare 
and sunscreen rather than hair dye has worked mm-hmm. better for right. me. Right. And we all have our vibes. I, mm-hmm. uh, hair care products and shampoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let myself, I let my grays happen and uh, decided to go back to using like integrating some of the purple shampoos. Good Ooh. stuff. Cause it will help it from healthy brassy. It will keep mm-hmm. a, a shine just like your blonde or platinum. So it'll help there using the right, uh, conditioners for the, the wiry hairs. So <laughs> they're <laughs> that slightly is, less. The grays, the grays are wiry. That is, that is definitely, yeah. that is uh, a thing. Yeah, plucked a gray eyebrow recently. Ooh. Might have mentioned this on the show. Who knows? Recently could have been last year. Um, <laughs> it's hard to know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But because it was sticking straight out of my face, and I was putting on my like brow stuff, which is just like a clear one of those tiny mascara brushes, which mm-hmm. I love. They're so cute. Um, and and just every time, boing, boing, it would not. So then I tried to like tuck it under another brow weave it in yeah weave it in exactly that didn't work uh so I did end up plucking it in the neck because I was like it's gray like it's not making a difference really it was too much in the center of the brow mm-hmm. for that to be true it turns out uh, there was a hole there was a very obvious <laughs> one follicle hole one uh, freaking gray hair that was apparently like the glue holding my brow <laughs> structure together so that was awesome. Um, we are shaking the heat fog out of our boiling brains with a book this month. We have read Be a Triangle by Lily Singh, uh, which goes right along with what we're talking about, uh, themes of shedding societal expectations, your relationship with yourself and the universe, uh, stuff we need a reminder to check in on often, which I think I should go right into the secret question, Noodle. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you prioritize your own happiness and or what does that mean to you prioritizing your own happiness oh i absolutely do not and that is a terrible choice that i make consistently that actually is something i have addressed in my turning 40 brain uh no i prioritize revels happiness instead all the time and really, really suffer from it, um, pretty extensively. And there's this idea that like, sure, you could do that, or you could be a whole person and like demonstrate whole personness to your children instead. So, uh, I have to change that prioritization to start putting myself first more because I am like, unhealthy and unhappy as a result of my current state. Well, that was very honest. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, we are nothing if not honest on this We show. are nothing if not honest. That is true. Yeah. Um, so uh, my my goals for having turned 40 are all about my own mental and physical health, which I think will very much improve my happiness and excellent. putting myself as a priority. That's a very, very, I mean, it, it started a little rocky, but overall, a good answer. <laughs> overall, not rocky, you know. Not gonna make hey, that was a great answer. I'm so happy tears. you feel miserable. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's, that's not what I mean. I just mean that was a really nice, well put. Uh, really, really good answer. Uh, uh, and yourself? Oh, fuzz. Um, <laughs> more so. Every day, definitely more so at this stage in life. And for a lot of the reasons that we're talking about, um, letting go of, of just expectations I have for myself, be it because it's in society, uh, parental reasons, where I go, whatever. Um, and, and that's pretty important. I guess that sounds, you know, that covers a lot of like specific little things throughout life, but Generally speaking, um, I'm too hard on myself and that leads to unhappiness, mm. right? So just uh, being less crack downy on myself. It, my mother was just here and I did have this like, we we don't have company. We don't have people over, which will, should be changing soon. Um, but it was there, just the idea of going from we don't have company to this person's going to be in your house space for five whole days. 
is a big leap. <laughs> um, I definitely put the, uh, I need to clean this. This needs to be this way. The backyard needs to be like this. Everything on myself for a while. And as often it goes, things don't go as planned. And it turned out the way it turned out. And everything was fine. There was no, you know, she didn't walk into my house and freak out from a corner of dust. That actually didn't happen. And I tend to uh, imagine things being worse than they probably will be. So less of that will definitely make me happier. Excellent. That's also a really good answer. I'm so sorry I missed your mom, but I'm glad she was here. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was a uh, it was a quickie. It was actually like four days and change. Yeah, I was gonna say five days. That is the sweet spot. It is the sweet spot. I booked. <laughs> it is the sweet spot. Um, but yeah, I think that's important, and I and I do like that. That is something this book really talked about. Um, I think that I guess that's probably the through line of the book. We can jump right into. Let's start with what you're reading, Noodle. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Are you going to change it? No, I, I, oh, that's right. It was the Oregon experiment. The or, I couldn't even remember what I yes. said it was going to be. The oh, Oregon and I'm experiment. right at it. <laughs> and I don't remember who it's by. Oh, it was I by a by man. Keith it was Scribner. By a man, Scribner? for sure. Scribner. Scribner, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Oregon experiment was really good, except for when it wasn't. <laughs> um, it was very intense and captivating and always about to explode and then it explodes (laughs) but it was so much written by a man um it's a story of a couple who the husband is a not good professor (laughs) who is always chasing publication and his uh area of expertise is um like rebellion kind of like secessionists oh civil unrest and so he go they go to Oregon where he's gotten a job at some like piddling little school because he keeps like not making tenure at good school so he's like slowly falling down the line right and his wife was uh, a professional smeller like a professional perfumist I don't know a smeller she just helps get right. the nose <laughs> And she loses her sense of smell through some sort of accident or psychosomatic thing. It's like a little blurry as to what it is that happened. So she loses her sense of smell. And so she's like depressed and codependent on him. And so he's got this like savior complex. Anyway, so they're in Oregon and they get like sucked into a secessionist movement in Oregon and like with anarchists. And it's really intense because, and it's funny because it's written in like 2001-ish But, oh, my goodness, the violence that's, like, everywhere and the, like, simmering unhappiness and, like, resentment of the government, all of those things feel very, very present. Um, And there is a lot of very uncomfortable but recognizable situations. And it was really, really intense. And, like, I had to find out what happened. And, like, I kept picking it back up. Be like, okay, okay, I'm all done. I'd be like, "Mm, I'll just read a little bit more, which either... I can just like read a book in one like sitting or I can read it over like six weeks and it's fine. But this really just kept pulling me back in, in a way that I was unprepared for. I was, I was surprised, but I mean, it was such a man writing it because the, the woman, the, the wife is pregnant and he hypersexualizes her pregnancy and his like description of how she's breastfeeding. is like, like, oh, I left you milk. But then, like, while she's out, she never talks about the fact that she has missed a feeding. And so she's, like, terribly engorged and, like, has to pump somewhere. Like, he just, like, doesn't understand the the machinations of either pregnancy or postpartum in a way that's incredibly distracting, having hmm. had a baby recently enough. That Interesting. Like, Did this guy not speak to anybody who's ever had a baby? I, like, for five minutes and be like, does this make sense? Because the answer is no, dude. Like, she does not want to have sex with you two weeks after she had the baby. She doesn't. She doesn't. Her, 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 her engorged breasts, they're not attractive, but they are dripping with goo. Like, so it was, it was, he's, it's like his thing. Like, that's his, the author's it fetish. It felt like his yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Which is okay. like, I am not here for shaming, yeah. but like. Unexpected. It, it, 
it really took me out of the book every time he talked about her like physicalness and every time that she talked about her baby and she had like mastitis through the entire book and she kept being like the pain, the pain, oh, the release. That's not the way mastitis works. And in fact, she should have been hospitalized very quickly because the fever should have like would have rocked through her brain and she was beyond infected and like should have had a huge uh, ab, 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 abscess. Ab, abscess like yeah. through her whole body because of how long she had mastitis for it. And it was a very strange thing for him to like have decided the character was suffering from without doing the research of like, what does it mean and what does it do to your body? And like, how do you deal with it? So that was weird. Um, <laughs> unrelated to the actual story, but like very distracting. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm distracted now. <laughs> it was, it was, Right. It was such a like man move. I'm like, why? There's very no reason. Like, yeah. Parallel to what's actually going on so much so that you pay attention to that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it was yeah. distracting. It was distracting from its like lack of grounded reality. Interesting. Yeah. So, huh. The Oregon Experiment by <laughs> Keith Scribner. The Oregon Experiment. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Well, from Keith to... Lily, uh, if you guys don't know who Lily Singh is, Lily Singh is a YouTuber. Uh, she is, well, she's a YouTuber and author. She is an actor. She is a comedian. Um, she has been around for a hot, a hot minute. Uh, the internet specifically says she's been active from 2010 to present. Um, she has had a late night show. She had a late night show on, I believe it was E. Um, so she has done a lot of things and we are reading her second book. Her first book was, uh, how to be a boss and was published in 2017. Her current book is called, uh, be a triangle and specifically, uh, be a triangle. How I went from being lost to getting my life into shape. Um, and I, I do want to mention that she does have a, uh, about a week ago, she announced a new charity organization called Unicorn Island, um, uh, which will be uh, supporting the cause of girls' rights and education all over the world. I do believe she's starting a focus in India. Um, and it sounds like they have some really cool stuff going on. So we will link to that stuff. We'll link to her books. Um, and right now we're just going to mini book club, book, mini book bug with you guys, mini book club, meaning Noodle and I are going to talk about this book. If you read along with us, uh, you don't have to say anything. You can shout at the podcast if you don't agree, or you can just quietly listen and judge us. Noodle, let's talk about how to be a triangle, be a triangle. So I had never heard of her and I felt really guilty about the fact that I had never heard of her. Well, that's like, okay. I, well, I, I was like, this is a very prominent voice. She's uh, in, incredibly successful. Like do I have her 10 million people views and blah, blah, blah. I was like, why do I have this huge gap in my like awareness? And then I was like, Oh, cause she's a YouTube star mm -hmm. and I don't watch YouTube. Okay. And then I felt better about it. Um, and now I like, I, started following her on the internet and I really, really like her internet presence. Mm -hmm. I like what she has to say. Um, I like the concepts of this book. It felt like a first draft. This book felt like a first draft to me. Mm -hmm. And I did like, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It just, it didn't come through right beyond the ideas, the writing of it. It's felt too flippant. Um, oh, interesting. It it felt like, and I, I feel like such a hypocrite that I'm going to say this, it felt like it had too many exclamation points in it. I was like, okay, you've gotten all the good things out, but now can we like drill down into the meat? And I don't feel like we ever got to the meat. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, that's funny. I have used the word flippant quite a bit in the last week and a half, but not in regards to this book. Interesting, because it's not a word I use very often. Um, I do feel that it started out slow for me, for sure. It felt um, a little bit like, uh, here are the things you're supposed to say when you're writing a book like this. Mm -hmm. I did feel like, and she says that she, you know, realized some things and writing this book and, you know, going through her life and whatever. Um, and I feel like the book read that way. I feel like the book took off 
and became a little easier to read, became a little um, easier to feel connected to, a little more open as it went on. Um, and, first and that 10, might have been, 15 yeah. pages, I definitely was like, uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh, yeah. And maybe that's why it felt like a rough draft to me because it took itself a long time to like find its footing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because, you know, triangles are all feet. Because triangles uh, are yeah. all feet. Look at that. Yeah. But I just, it, it felt, it felt uneven. Uneven is a good word for it, that mm-hmm. like it had to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like the things that she talked about were incredibly valuable uh, human experiences. And some of it she really like distilled nicely. Oh, but that's then, a good, good way to say that. Yeah. Distilled nicely. But then it just... Oh, wait, uh, now I'm thirsty. <laughs> Constant <laughs> slurping of the water in the background is all of us. Um, it does make me interested in reading How to Be a Bouse. Um, because I feel like if you read one thing, right, you should go back right. to it. Totally. Right, totally. And I Reading your read... second book means I should probably read your first right. book. I have not read the first book. Um, and I, I am more curious about it now that I've read this. Um. What do you think were your, uh, did you have any favorite parts or any, any things that she talked about that really resonated or made sense or was like, oh yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I mean, all of them up to a point, right? <laughs> I was like, point, oh, I should yeah. fix that about my life. I should fix that a lot about my <laughs> life. Uh, there was the one illustration, cause it's funny that there's like illustrations. Oh my there. God. The illustrations are so cute. Um, the the one that's like about implementing design and in a world of Bengal tigers, feel free to be a Bengal tiger. It took me, I don't know, four or five times of reading that phrase to realize it was Bengal tiger and then Bengal. Yeah, that's, yep, yep. It's my uh, favorite illustration. Yes. It really, it took me longer than it should have to realize the difference between Bengal, I'm a type of tiger, and Bengal, I'm a type of bracelet. Right. I was looking at these tigers and I was like, they're all just tigers. Like, what's the problem? And then eventually I was like, oh, that, that, that tiger is spelled differently and is wearing a lot of bangles. Uh, and then Straight I felt up. very <laughs> foolish. Um, but I really, I, I enjoyed the concept of like design and owning yourself, right? Like don't, right. Don't try and stuff it into somebody else all the time. And like, it's interesting as, as I evolve in adulthood, now that I'm already <laughs> uh, trying to figure out like who am I in my new like roles in life and so that was like a nice shout out that you don't have to be one or the other or this or right. that or really anything that society tells you to be so that part really spoke to me um, but I just and I feel bad about saying <laughs> this but like I don't feel like there was anything in this book that was like wildly different from anything else I've ever read that's a good way to put it. it yeah. It was I just like more yeah. consumable. Um, you know. It is really consumable. And I and I do think she kind of talks about how that's not in the book, but um, well, recently in the announcement for her fund, um, that that is what she's really good at is facilitating and things being absorbable. Mm-hmm. Um which I do feel that way. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I love the length of this book. I love the size of this book. I love the way it fits in my hands. Um, I love the little illustrations. I don't, I think it's funny that we keep p- picking books that have adorable illustrations. <laughs> there was no indication that this was going to have cute little doodles throughout the whole thing. None. They were a pleasant surprise. Absolutely adorable. Um, I do think that my favorite thing that she talked about and the way she talked about it and this is something I haven't really read or seen uh, described this way before which is um, where we meet people on their journey um, what you've experienced in your life and in this part she is talking about um, telling her her family that she is bisexual I believe um no, I'm not sure if I'm in touch. She was coming out in some way to her family um, and how she wasn't expecting the reaction, not that it was bad, not that it was good. It just wasn't what she saw or what she needed. And 
at first she took away from that experience. Just it's one of those experiences that was, you know, um, too much. And she didn't have a lot of space in her brain to make memories at the time. So she only remembers how she felt about it, which was disappointed. And she reflects on it a little bit and then explains the idea of where we meet people at these points in their lives and in our lives and how we disconnect and, and do connect. I just thought that was really pretty the way she explained that, how she explained, you know, my, if I was my mother growing up with these circumstances in this place with this set of experience, how would I come to this situation? We can't, I basically just saying that we can't expect people to react the way we would react or we think we would react. I just really liked it. And there's an adorable illustration that shows her and her mom, um, and they're kind of wiggly lines of from life to where they are today having this conversation. And I really liked that. I thought that was a really impactful statement mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. That I don't understand why you are not reacting the way you should. Right. But it's because your experience is a completely different experience than my experience. And so you don't understand why I'm reacting the way I you think I should or should not. Right, uh, And I think that's a big thing to recognize in other people and challenge in other people and challenge in yourself. In ourselves, right. Yeah. And, and I thought that was like, a, that might have been the breakthrough concept. That was, I, I yes. really think it, that's possible. It yeah. was very, um, helped me take a moment and think about my relationship with my mother. I was going to say, <laughs> reading that while your mom was there was probably right. really interesting. Okay. As she talks about her own parents. Right. It was, yeah. it was very interesting. Um, and I think and, she even brings up like a, you know, someone might use an example of someone commenting something negative on the internet and something I do stopping and thinking, well, I don't know what kind of day that person has had. I don't mm -hmm. know what kind of, and maybe if I, I might be the same way, I might say the same thing in a different situation. Um, which I imagine as someone who, does things on the internet, that's a really important, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's easier in life, I feel like, to, to come to those kinds of ways of dealing with something, um, because they happen rare, not as often, at least in my experience, for my personal bubble, you know, less in, in person is someone going to tell me I'm, you know, say something nasty to me, or I'm just not in that circumstance very often, but on the internet, it happens all the time, um, I mean, I imagine you kind of have to give yourself some kind of mantra, some kind of understanding, or you you would lose it. Right. You, and you and would, people do. You would stop producing content because you don't want to put yourself in a situation of right. other people having opinions on your content. Yeah, you have to be very, like, set within yourself. Mm -hmm. And that concept can be applied to everything, to mm -hmm. your work environment, you know, your relationship with anybody. Um, maybe, maybe not so much your pets, depends on how long you've had your pets, but with some pets, because, you know, you could, you could adopt a pet that had a really sad face earlier so many years. So where is that pet meeting you? Huh? Look at that. Mm, I made it yeah. about puppies. That's fair. That's right? fair. Or maybe Same. older dogs. Maybe older dogs. Right. Yeah. No, the puppy, the puppies, the puppy is wherever you are. Doggos, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the puppy is like, where are we going today? You know everything about where, where he's meeting yeah. in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> I think an interesting example of that is, you know, having recently traveled for the first time with Rebel, I said to my mom, like, how the fuck did you travel with both Matt and myself when we were very right. young? Right. And she and and I was like, I just I was gonna lose my mind. I can't even like conceptualize doing it with two kids regularly and she was just like well the world was a different place and so I had to like change my idea about like how what the world is now for travel and how like travel is mostly tense and stressful and you like survive it mm -hmm. to get to wherever it is that you're going as opposed to like it was an exciting adventure that we were all having together and how fun where you know since travel has changed so drastically drastically since 9-11 and like parenting has changed so drastically in the way that we engage our children and societal expectations and like spaces. So that was an interesting way of her, like her experience with what travel meant with a toddler versus my experience of what travel right. currently is with a toddler. And so that like overlap was very slim in that we both traveled yeah. 
<laughs> traveled. <laughs> traveled with a tiny person. Yeah. That that happened. Yeah. Um, oh, that's very interesting. Point. And while that that felt like a less big concept, it was definitely an experience aligned to that where we had totally different experiences based on the environment around us. Right. Ooh, that's good. All right. Well, so we just wrote a chapter. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> right there's your meat. Thanks for me. Okay. Um, let me ask you this about this book. How did you feel? You don't have, do you, you don't in any way meditate, do you? So I started to. Right. I thought I, we talked about that. Yes. I have taken up meditation and that was going to be the other piece that I want to okay. talk about about the book that her, her experience about meditation is that essentially like anything could be meditation, which I really liked. Right. Because there's this idea that if you do not do it in the like I sit still, I turn off the lights, I repeat my mantra, you know, whatever, whatever the rules are of what proper meditation works. If it's not that, it doesn't, it doesn't count. Yes. Um, and I like how she was like, fuck that. Like you meditate in whatever meditation looks like to you. Uh, I have, I have recently started meditating, um, in mostly as a, as a way of relaxing myself to fall asleep. Oh, good. And I use a mantra and it is, it is a two part mantra. It is a release and take in mantra. It is, uh, my anxiety does not control me. I find joy. Oh, that's good. So I feel like I can acknowledge, like, this is a thing that's part of me, but it's Mm -hmm. not in charge of me. And instead, I look to something good. So I try, I balance it. I release the idea that my anxiety is bigger than me. And I take in the joy. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't always work. Sure. I wouldn't say I have any less anxious or yeah. more joyful, but it is it is a focused attempt. Right. That gives me the freedom to like say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do something. And there's like no structure on it. Like I don't do it for 20 minutes. I, right. I do it until I either fall asleep or wander off. And 15 minutes later I realize I've wandered off from my mantra. Right. What about you? Um, sort. I, I have always had a hard time with the, that idea of, of meditating. I look, I don't sit still. I'm rarely quiet. I don't like it when it's quiet. I have a hard time. I have sounds, whatever. I just, I just don't like it. <laughs> um, so the idea of sitting still and, and, you know, with all the lights off and just listening to myself breathe and like the world is in itself anxiety inducing. <laughs> um, so I don't do that. Um, I do whenever I am uh, stretching, try to only focus on what I'm doing. I don't try to use it. I have a horrible, um, I over multitask and I have gotten to the point where it's almost like I, I can't function without doing it, without doing, focusing on two completely separate things at the same time. I have to flip through a magazine while I'm watching TV or, you know, I have five minutes of downtime. Well, what can I do? Well, I'm going to eat. What can I do while I eat? Nothing, dude. You could just like masticate, man. Like you don't, and that's all you need to do. Um, and so that helps me because it's, I'm moving and I'm solely focusing on my person. That doesn't always work either. Um, but I do it as often as possible. Uh, I have a hard time. I really just giving myself the time to do the things I need to do to make my body feel good is in itself an extremely focused task. Very often. It's just the, the day is too chaotic. I do that. I also, on occasion, I don't keep up with this. I don't do it in any, uh, like regimented way. Um, but now and then I will pull a tarot card, Ooh. do a little research on it, see how it feels. And whatever the vibe is that gets me, if, you know, for example, it's like shedding old things or new projects or the, you know, I will kind of leave the card out in my view. So whenever I'm kind of crazed, I look at it and focus on whatever that is. Mm. Oh, I like that. It's you know, like it's, a recentering. A recentering that feels good. Mm-hmm. That feels good. I think that's um, well, really all my, my 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 brain can do, but it feels important to my overall happen- happiness. 
and ability to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the things she talks about with expectations you set on yourself and society and what am I doing and how am I doing? And then, and I think about the amount of time I have put into that energy and those thoughts, um, relationships where I have even subconsciously, you know, tried to fill the role I thought was required to be a part of that relationship. Um, So I will say that reading this book kind of made me think about things that maybe I haven't, you know, in a while, in a good way. Um, It it does leave me kind of, leaves my brain um, chaotic when I do that because I'm I'm overthinking on myself. I'm I'm thinking about every little thing I'm doing as opposed to just doing. Um, And one, there's an illustration in this book where she talks about distractions. and there, it's. I think it's. It's a tiny her, like whack a mole, hitting all the different things, and some of that is, you know, uh, whatever that that distraction might be. It's just. It's in there. You can't stop it. It's in your brain. Um, that that illustration really, really. I understood. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel. <laughs> Too much so, in my brain. Yeah. All those things are there. What does it mean for you while they are there? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, listen, I just really believe everybody, we're all going to be so much happier when we just are who we are. Right. And, and that's, I, I, I feel like that's a really common uh, thing people say as they age. We both just said it in, in, in one way. People say it, you know, there's the, it's so short. Life is so short. And you realize that when you're 80 and you're 90 and you're dying. Um, So the more people her age, which is a little younger than us. uh, Yeah, she's she's in her early 30s, yeah. um, Write things like this and talk about things like this. And, you know, the, the creators and the influencers and the, you know, talking about this kind of stuff is just really, really, really important. I feel like the, uh, I'm so stoked on one hand to see what the next like generation or two, like how things change. Also, I'm going to die eventually though. So I'm not going to learn how it ends, but it so far, it seems <laughs> Hopefully, like good luck. It does not end, right? right? Hopefully it continues. Continued progress, continued understanding of ourselves. Yeah. Shedding yeah. this crap. Was my my general vibe from the book was shed the crap, shed the craps, and you're probably gonna feel like totally better about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and focused, and are potentially like just gonna have an easier time of it. With not yourself, that right? right, not that obstacles yeah. don't happen, not that we don't have to deal with uh, setbacks and and hardships. But that will will better be the the foundation, the idea of a triangle when right. it stands up. Um, it is, you know, about building a foundation of honesty and like truth within yourself. Right. And then I feel like the other things aren't not hard, but they're easier. Yeah, you can. If you know that the next thing that comes isn't actually going to knock you over, you can deal with the next thing. Right without being knocked over by it. Um, And I love it as a symbol, right? I love the symbolism of it. And I almost think of it as like the heaviness, but not, not heavy. Like it's too heavy and I can't pick it up, but like, like a weeble wobble, like I'm going to sit in this space and know that this shit ain't going to knock me over because I'm solid. Um, Yeah. I like that weightiness as substance rather than as like it's weighing on me more of a like I right, am more of like I am built to last yeah keeping the umbrella from blowing away like a mm-hmm. sandbag you know like a sandbag like a yep. sandbag yeah ballast ballast yes. <laughs> I don't like I got yeah. gravity boots yeah. on I push mm-hmm. a button and they like you know <laughs> yeah suction me to the ground I just watched all of the Star Trek movies like yesterday 
Um, to be clear, older Star Trek movies, but so like the idea of like some sort of thing, like keeping you stuck to the outside mm-hmm. of a spaceship is really what I'm focusing on during this yeah. conversation. I'm not going to blow away. I'm not going to blow away. I'm not going to blow away. Yeah. Because you float away into nothingness. Because I have, I have built myself something sturdy to stand on. Mm-hmm. And it's you, right? It's, yes. it's you. It can't be something else. It can't be the house you have because you may not have that always. It can't right. be the part, the relationship or your partner because you may not have that always. Um, you, you need to. Yeah. It's it about your, like the, the relationships that you have exist, but they all are because the relationship that you have with yourself is, is like reality and solid enough. Right. Um, and I think some of that is like kind of tied to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, we were talking about, hair dye and and skin serums, but it's the same idea of investing in your own sense of self Mm -hmm. and the things that bring you joy rather than what society thinks you should be investing in. Right. Um, So perhaps we are already working on our triangles. We are. I think we are. One healthcare choice at a time. (gasps) One falling down and popping back up Mm -hmm. after another. Um, There was one other, oh, it was something that, oh, she talks about living in gratitude, um, mm-hmm. which she, she talks about uh, also with distractions. I thought that was tied together um, really, really well. Um, but I like what she said. Uh, she says here, we treat gratitude like it's a passing feeling or a trending topic on Twitter. Um, and I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to a comparison to me because it feels uh, a correct. Um, and, you know, it, it, she just really kind of talks about how you make things, you know, you're grateful for something when it happens. It's all very specific. It's all very finite and small. And the idea of living in that, that gratitude for whatever. And it's not, and I, I just like that she didn't say it in a way of, well, be grateful for what you have because things could be worse. Right. <laughs> Because I'm really fucking tired of hearing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. really fucking tired. I I struggle with a gratitude mindset a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, I think about it like with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody gets sick and everybody prays for them to get better, right? If right. you're a praying sort. Uh, and then I think about like, what if instead of leading with, please, 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 whatever, asking for the thing you can right. thank you for all the other things first right right and i'm not a prayer prayerful mm-hmm. person but you know i'm a, i'm a universal messaging kind of person uh and i think about that when something terrible has happened and the the gut response is like whatever the prayer equivalent of please let this person be okay or let it work out and so right i think to myself every time only last time i said fucking thank you first uh, so yes, mm-hmm. a gratitude mindset, but I also feel like it's a bigger concept than was addressed here. And this, for, for me, Fair. that piece felt very like tacked on at the end. It's like, right. Oh, by the way, also be really, like, be grateful. Right. Well, right. Yeah. I like the, yeah. um, how the, these distractions, yeah. they're, they distract you from mm-hmm. being in that place. Um, for me, I, I, I'm interested. That, I'm glad you said that because that makes me think about um, how I've been trying for a little spell, meaning so many years, to thank my body as opposed mm. to fighting with it. Yeah. Um, and and just be and not in the sense of like you could have died, but um, you know, very simple. You know, I don't have to. Yeah, you know, maybe this hurts. Maybe that hurts. Maybe I'm fighting to to get this thing to work better, but. Also, thank you, body, for getting me to where I need to go to be able to do the rehab to mm-hmm. get better um, instead of being against it all the time. And the way that she framed it did make me think, well, the 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 pain in here or the bill for this doctor or whatever is a distraction from how great I'm doing, mm-hmm. how good I feel. I am, I am very much unable to be like, yeah, so I'm doing great, guys. It always I, comes with a but. <laughs> I will say that head and shoulders, you are doing amazing. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant like just great. my head and shoulders. No, well, you could I, see the top I can only I ever like, see your head and shoulders. But the the level up of health 
that have radically changed over the last year and a half from you. when you were very much struggling with it to when you are now very much in the like repair function right. of it is noticeable and and really really joyful to see ah thanks yeah you just use joy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some joy we're sharing that is joy ah yeah so that's uh that's how we feel about be a trail and it's funny because having talked about it here i'm like well maybe i did like it more um but I'm still I'm still C plus B minusing this book mostly because I just think it was a, like the concepts were there, but there wasn't enough right to it. Right, I feel good about the B minus. Mm-hmm. B minus that's a that's a good grade. Yeah. Um, I it's the kind of book that I may or may not read again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, deep down I feel like one day I can't believe that I life is funny um I may read like eat pray love again because completely unexpectedly I read that book at the moment in my life where it was incredibly comforting and eye-opening and wonderful and like I think I may come to another point in life where it feels like reading that book will help me Mm -hmm. don't know if I would read this book so much pasta so much pasta well yeah. and I thought about that while reading this because she's talking about meditating in my head I thought well if there's not like an electric blue light mm-hmm. and then there's no point says <laughs> I don't even bother it totally made me think about you pray love for a hot second because this uh, is the this is this is a white episode this is white <laughs> you pray love Frickin', frickin' white chick in LA with a podcast. It's like you guys though, you pray love really, really changed my life. It did make me feel better about pasta. Like the amount of pasta I consume in general really made me feel good. Right. If Julia Roberts can eat a hundred plates of pasta, so can I. Please. Exactly. Um, I also think part of the reason that I'm feeling a little bit like less blown away by the book is because I am so deeply in reading all of these like trauma books right now. Right. So I'm like eyeball deep in self-help things and heal yourself and right. Here's some brain work and what are you doing about your, you know, your innards. Right. Um, so I think if I had read this like as a standalone rather than in like this volume of all the other things, I might, I might have felt more enthusiastic about it. Absolutely. And I think I'm currently drowning in self-help. You've got so much. Yeah. Right. Um, This, this is a, I want to say beginner level book, but this is like, if, if you are embarrassed about walking into the like self-help section at Barnes and Noble, or if you are trying to figure out how to start getting your, your, your brain and your body working together the way you want them to and start thinking a little clearer. This is a great place to start. Entry book. It is a really, I yeah. mean, I, it, it, it is, um, it's a simple read. It's a comfortable read. It feels good in your hand. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you are um, being judged while reading it. It's, for it's sure. very accessible. It is accessible. It really, really is accessible. I definitely recommend it to anybody looking yeah. for that kind of book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I'm like a super tactile person, but for real, the thing that made me happiest about this book was that I could hold it as if I was like reading it to somebody and showing them a picture. <laughs> I could hold it in one hand right. and flip it back and forth. And I was like, well, this is all books should be this size. It, it is. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good like pocketbook. Oh, pocketbook. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me ask you this. We're going to, we're going to final this, this energy talk to, uh, what in what ways are you saying goodbye to summer noodle it is uh, September 28th and we have already technically said goodbye to summer well it is still 98 degrees every single day degrees. so I am having a hard time saying goodbye to the actual concepts of summer but mm-hmm. um, we started school we started preschool so that was a very big transition away from summer um I celebrated my birthday, which is always, you know, fall. Mm-hmm. And on fall. October 1st, we are going to start our Halloween decorating. Yay. So those are my like big summers over. Let's launch ourselves into the holiday season. Launch. 
please. By, yes. by uh, yeah, yeah, decorating my house again. Good. Did you get new decorations this year? So my goal this year is outdoor decorations because mm. we have a lot of indoor decorations that I was just like sort of putting outdoors and like hoping they survived. So my goal for this year is outdoor decorations. And yes, uh, we went to the farmer's market the other day and we bought a like from a little artist who was there probably with her blowtorch who made like big metal pumpkins out of helium canisters and like propane mm. canisters. And I fucking love it. It's the cutest. It's the cutest. Oh my goodness. Uh, and it's big and it's heavy and it's got a big doofy face. And I just, I love it. It's a big pumpkin of, of outdoor helium cans. Yeah. Is it, is it still three-dimensional or has it been flattened? Oh no, like it's like a, it's three, it's like, it's, it's yeah. a three-dimensional canister just with painted orange and a pumpkin carved oh, into its face. Cute. Yeah. I really like it. Um, heavy it's metal it's just it's solid uh, we also bought a little bat we also bought a bat from her that was also oh. like sheet metal nice um, so outdoor outdoor decorations those are very outdoor which farmer's market if you don't mind me asking the encino one okay that's, that's right by well it's right by you too right that's I mean, on saturday and sunday no it's only on saturdays it's only saturdays on, oh that's better from, from eight to twelve. Oh no eight from eight to one Maybe it's Sunday. Okay. Fuck. No, it's Sundays. Ha ha. Damn it. It's Sundays. That one has Sundays. There's a yeah, new farmer's up. market in Woodland Hills, um, which has just started a couple of days ago, like a couple of days ago, sometime in the last month. Um, but the Encino one is on Sunday. It's from eight to one. Okay. Uh, right next to the dog park. Oh, oh, that's good to know too. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It's a good one. It's a good farmer's market. Yeah. But this, this is the first time I had seen this artist there. So Very I'll probably nice. go back and buy more. Well, now you have a theme. Now you have a vibe. Outdoor metal. She's got your works. vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yourself. Um, I am mostly just a big F you to the heat, honestly. I, 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 I'm just over it. I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm crabby. Um, I, I will say that we have done more this summer than we have in recent summers. Um, but we really, it has, here at least, it has been like in hot since the beginning of August, like just, it's gotta end. It has to end at some point. Right? My decorations look stupid. I don't, (laughs) it's just gotta be over. Um, Yeah. We actually decorated when my mom was here. We had a Halloween day. We went shopping for some decorations. We came back and we made, put some decorations up. I do still have some stuff to put up. Um, Like my, my little ghost jack-o'-lantern scary witch things that hang. I bought a second one this year. So good. I'm stoked about that because my creepy moon that was in my tree broke. Oh no, that was such a good creepy moon. I know. I'm going to have to, I'll probably just make one one day, but this year I got enough going on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and what are you looking forward to in the fall? Halloween. Just I mean, Halloween, right? I love Halloween. We have bought tickets for all of the Halloween events. Good. Night of the Jack, Carved oh, at the yeah. Descanso Gardens, uh, Boo at the Zoo. Uh-huh. Um, not Hauntoween yet. I'm probably going to end up doing it, but we haven't what? gotten to Hauntoween yet. Uh, Hauntoween somehow is more expensive than any of the other ones, and I don't think as good, but also like, I'm probably going to go. Why not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah. So all of the like Halloween stuff, we love it. Uh, we're like deep in costume conversations with Rebel who really wants to be a ghost. Sure. And I don't want to be a ghost. I don't want to be a ghost because um, for me, Halloween is like elaborate nonsense costumes, right? Like, <sighs> coming up with all the like details and the nuance and this and the other and a sheet with two holes cut out of it is not cutting it for me so i am trying really hard to like steer him in other directions what about this what about he's like no mama no mama we should all just be ghosts and i'm like no um (laughs) you're wrong right right? sorry guy uh and we have landed right now on being tow truck drivers oh 
so in this in the way that last year I built a rocket ship to go with our like astronaut costumes. Right. I'm gonna try and build a tow truck this year, mm. similarly with a wagon and a thousand pieces of cardboard. Um, so what that means for me is boiler suits for the family, long black coveralls, right. Right. um, with like reflective tape and some sort of like it'll say axles and towing on it, you know, like those sort of things. Because <laughs> because at that point, like I'm just wearing a jumpsuit, which is fine, but sure. I can build the yeah. tow truck. There's nothing I can build with a ghost. True. It's just a go like it's just a sheet with with holes yeah. cut out. So I'm really leaning into not being a ghost. Anything. It's not a ghost. Yeah, no, we'll see. I haven't I haven't bought any of it yet, like just in case it changes its mind. Right. I just happen to own a boiler suit that I would really like to wear. I'm just already halfway there. Yeah. And it's very comfortable and I look adorable in it. So (laughs) am I leaning in? Yes. And yourself, what are you excited about? Um uh, coziness. General coziness. Um, because it feels like I've been sprinting in circles all year and I'm hot. Um, I'm ready for the slowdown that like cooler weather and like the holidays. As much as like the holidays are crazy and some people it feels like a speed up, for me it's uh it's a slowdown. It's a welcome, comfy slowdown. Mm-hmm. I just want to put on my sweaters. And I don't care if that's like cliche. I am dying to get a new pair of black tights. I have outfits. Like, I'm ready. I realized the other day that I own, like, 15 sweatshirts considering it's 97 degrees. I was like, I should have less sweatshirts. And I looked at them all, and I was like, I'm not going to get rid of any of these sweatshirts. No, they're probably really good sweatshirts. I love them. You're going to wear every one of them between mid-October and February. At least once. At least once, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. But I am I, looking forward I should not to buy more. Yeah, you should. You <laughs> should buy more because if you really think about it, you should have one per day for that period, and fifteen is actually not enough. That's just the end of October, and then what? No sweaters. Um, and let me ask: Are you leaving anything behind with the um, end of summer? Like, um, I do not need you anxiety for like whatever thing or like very specific, something recent that you're like, fuck it. Hmm. I think it's going to go back to the, like putting yourself first or not. I'm going to try and leave behind the like martyrdom and self-sacrifice and instead lean into me. That's good. I'm going to try. Right. I'm going to try. Mm. I'm gonna try to be less pissy <laughs> just in general <laughs> I really gotten to a point of like less at least loud crabby you know mm-hmm. it's more That's just good. yeah finding a mm, I sing more I love it's that. good for your Vegas nerve I love that for you yeah, yeah. I mean I more. sing everything good yeah i hate everything i sing that all the time that's my favorite song you're all fucking stupid everything is dumb yeah all the time and it makes you feel good about it even if it's a horrible thing makes you it makes you feel good about it noodle let's get political minute Oh, we can man, sing I, it if it'll make yeah. us feel better. I feel like my political minute is way out of date for the thing that I had spent my time on, but I'm still going to talk about it. No, this um, is important. Queen Elizabeth's funeral, uh, Queen Elizabeth's death in general, and the myriad of emotions and conflict that it brought up. Yeah. And my entire thought on it is that it's okay to both feel sad about the loss of a person, representation, et cetera, while also addressing the deep wrongs that the monarchy has inflicted upon the world. It's okay to be sad at the loss of the most powerful woman in the world, right? By Mm -hmm. far the most powerful woman in the world, while also acknowledging the terrible colonialism that occurred under her watch. Mm-hmm. And the conversation has, fe- has felt globally very much this or that. Yeah. Um, and both sides feel very valid. And I think it's 
it's okay to agree with both of them. Mm -hmm. That's my political minute. That's good. I, uh, I totally feel the same way. It was definitely a, um, we're both, we both have British blood. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely very quickly got a, did you hear about the queen? How, what did that, how'd you feel about it? Very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had initial sadness because the queen reminds me of my grandmother. Hmm. I only, I, I only really, you know, the, it's the British side of my family. I mean, we, we watched, I remember them talking about the Royal wedding my whole life. I was, you know, we're the same age as Prince William. Like it was part of mm-hmm. my childhood. And so it has that very um, cozy, nostalgic feeling about just the queen, just surrounding everything with the monarchy. Um, but I didn't want to talk about it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. How I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like have a conversation yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you, you, you totally nailed it. Um, a lot of people feel like they lost their grandmother. I mean, like a, a whole lot of people feel that way. Um, and I, I think it was, it was probably NPR because like, that's what I do now. It's just only NPR is out of my car because that's where I am. Um, all the smart stuff is. Yep. And uh, well, it's definitely not the morning zoo. So I'll <laughs> <take> it. Um, <laughs> they were interviewing young people uh, in England at the time. And, and they were very much, you know, the opinion that it doesn't, I don't really have a connection to it. It doesn't affect me that much. I'm not, I'm not connected to the Royal family in any way, like my parents or my grandparents are. Um, so that was interesting. I think we can kind of look at this as the, uh, a, a new day, just a new day. Um, something has, something big has changed and hopefully things continue to progress. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there is an opportunity here to make some significant changes right. to the monarchy and in the way that they treat the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And perhaps make the decision within themselves to stop some of the really big problems that they represent. But also I just want to call out um that the racism subjected mm-hmm. at uh, directed at Meghan Markle really Came all back up. See, so uh, I missed in the funerals. All of that. In that, uh, oh, it was it was very ugly and constant. Um, in that, she and Harry held hands when they visited the the casket, and everybody was like, "That's disrespectful and disgusting!" In front of the queen, and I thought to myself, if my family member died, and my spouse wasn't at my side holding my hand I would be extra bereft um yeah and people somehow saw that as a negative and I was like you people and now was that just because you're not supposed to hold hands displays of affection in front like public like whatever that's why they left yeah yeah and like (laughs) there was another royal couple that were also holding hands and nobody said anything about them because they were both white but like it was all like ugh, vegan and like Fuck all of those people. So that's the other side of it. Because the monarchy is very deep problem. So many problems. So many problems. Just like we've learned with the uh, our, our problematic episodes. So many things, yeah. guys. Yeah. So many things. Um, Noodle, do you have any plugs? Yes. Uh, on October 15th, we are doing my the preschool that Revel attends has a yard sale to raise money for his preschool. And I am the ways and means chair at my preschool. So I'm in charge of fundraising. So if you are local in Los Angeles and want to come to a 20 family garage sale in in Lake Balboa, mm -hmm, uh, please join us on October 15th. Message me for details, message us for details. Uh, If you, you know, if you're looking to support my preschool, uh, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. You can go to smile.amazon.com and select the Encino Parents Nursery School as your charity of choice and like send your charitable pennies our way. Um, you can also like hook up your Ralph's card to selecting my, you know, Ooh. our preschool. So those are my plugs. They're actual like monetary plugs, which we don't usually do, but I'm yeah. doing it anyway. Um, Cause you know, I'm the ways and means chair. So I feel like I should do something useful for fundraising. So there you go. Garage sale and uh, 
charitable donations through Amazon. That's excellent. Um, we have next month, October is our, we're doing a grab bag at the spooky grab bag. Spooky Ooh. grab bag. So send your uh, random spooky thoughts, questions, or just general trivia and ideas to podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also visit candypresents.com. And you can also just do that here. You can DM us here. You can leave a comment um, on any of our here, here, here is in the interweb vocals. What do you mean here? <laughs> um, you can leave us comments at Podbean on Instagram. You can DM us anywhere or emails, email us. Um, just fun, spooky ideas. We're going to have a good time next month. Nothing too heavy. Just fun. Halloween fun. What Maybe we should wear costumes. Yeah. Right? Um, I guess that's it. I hope you guys liked the book. I hope you uh, enjoyed the conversation. And I hope you are saying goodbye to summer in ways that are all about you. Mm. Right? Mm. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm.